I was doing in, unpaid internships, and one of them, I worked on an independent film. We were shooting at the same time that Almost Famous was, and we were on the same lot, and we were like this shit. I've never seen the movie we made that I was working on. Uh, it's called. <laughs> it, it got one DVD release, and they probably like made one copy, but um, <laughs> it was called True Vinyl. I'm looking that up as soon as it's, I'm at home. I think it's on IMDb. I don't. I'm not on it. Uh, I was not in it. <laughs> I was a <laughs> PA. Um, but I. So they. So we would see like Kate Hudson like drifting by. And That's like, pretty cool. You know. It was so they say it was at a hotel called the Ambassador Hotel where Robert Kennedy was killed. It has since been demolished, but they used it as a film set. <clears throat> so they shot a lot of almost famous hotel stuff there. And so they were like the big production. There it is. That's the cover True right vinyl. there. True vinyl. It exists, guys. Uh, we'll have a watch party next time. Please. Um, but yeah, so from that uh, uh, gig that I worked on, I I got an internship at Miramax. And <gasps> yeah, 99 Did you Miramax. Ever I never met Harvey, but I spoke to Harvey on the phone. Wow. Really? So yeah, so I had to lie to get that one because there was a woman who worked there. There was all, there's like a weird pool of U of M grads that help each other out, or at least there was helping each other out, find jobs via fax in, in, <laughs> in, in <laughs> this is not a joke in 1999. Like this is, you, you would fax things fax to people. Networking. Fax yeah, networking. Only people so we had a fax, fax, we had a fax in our apartment. Uh, so I had to lie and it was legit like cut and paste. Cause you had to be getting credit for this internship. So the woman who wanted me to have it helped me forge a document in order to get this Miramax internship. What did you have to lie about? I had to lie that I was getting credit. So you were like, I'm in school right now. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So we cut and paste, like a, we got some stationery from a college, like a logo from a college and like exactoed and rubber cemented. I'm and not proud of Miramax this guys. I'm you? not proud of this. She worked wow. there. Yeah. She That's helped so me great. get Miramax. It just corrupt. Uh, from top to bottom. Can you believe it? Yeah. So you talked to him on the phone. But so yeah. So yeah. I would. I was. Uh, I started as an intern generally in the office, and then I then I became. I got promoted to a producer's assistant, and I got paid once his assistant, this guy's assistant, had a breakdown. All of his assistants had breakdowns. You know, it's a cliche. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. Not Harvey. So this guy, his name was Richard, and um, still is. I think he's alive. Uh, but he. <laughs> so it was like it was a Hollywood cliche, like. At one point, I got berated because I didn't buy the right bagel knife. Like it, 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 you know, it didn't cut smoothly enough through the bagel. Yeah, like it had to be serrated. It tore his bagels up, so I had to go find the right serrated bagel knife. You know, like that kind of shit. And I think I melted one in the dishwasher too. Like there was things, you know. And you answer his phone. So I did speak to Harvey on the phone a couple times, and once my boss yelled at me because I told Harvey the truth imagine that what was the truth was so the guy? truth was that my because harvey was usually in new york unless he was assaulting people in hotels in los angeles <laughs> yeah um, in beverly, hills. In beverly hills at the um four seasons in beverly hills Ugh. or the uh peninsula um so he so harvey called my boss at one point and i told him the truth that my boss was at kickboxing class and that's not oh yeah no that's you have not to a good say, thing to you say you have to say he's in a meeting you have to say oh. it you have to say he's in a meeting um, so I got in a bunch of trouble. I got in a bunch of trouble for telling what Harvey, did Harvey Weinstein say to you the when truth. You said that? Um, he just was like, okay, and hung up. Like it wasn't like a lot. But, I, that but other my guy boss was yelled at me. My yeah. boss was mad at me because he was, I was like, oh, Harvey. It was bad. like that kind of thing. Like Harvey called and it's like, you stop in your tracks and you turn around and it's like, what did you say to him? It's like, well, I told him you're at kickboxing. He's like, you don't tell Harvey Weinstein I'm at kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy also, like, it was another of my tiny rebellions when I couldn't take it anymore because he 
he um, had pinched a nerve kickboxing and his doctor said he needed to have emergency surgery on his spine, you know, or he Damn. could be paralyzed. And he opted because he he postponed the surgery because he was going to a dinner party at Dana Delaney's house. Do you know who Dana Delaney is? <laughs> no. She, in the 80s, she was on the show China Beach. And she was, I think she was on Desperate Housewives for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's she's very active in TV and TV movies. Um, I think she was in one of the Flintstones movies, if I'm, <laughs> as a temptress, maybe. Dana okay. Um, so, okay. yeah. So, he was going to a dinner party at Dana Delaney's <laughs> house, and he was willing to endanger. I can't miss this. He was <laughs> willing a to endanger Dana Delaney's. He was willing to endanger his spine to go to a dinner party. <laughs> and, Dana, and then I had the thought, like, oh, this this is not a human being that I'm working for. And he was a successful producer. Like he was, yeah. he did. If you, I will tell you his name afterward, and you can see what he's done. Okay, he's very successful. But it was just like I can't be around this person anymore. Yeah, it's bad yeah. energy. And, and so I quit. And then I, yeah. Did you do anything dramatic when you quit? No, I just mm. quit. I and, wish I was. A well, rebellion. I was taught. Well, they did have to kick me out because I and not, not I wasn't kicking and screaming or anything. But I was just like saying goodbye to the people that I knew there, and they were like, "No, you got to go right now." But it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a fun time to be at Miramax. Yeah, like that sounds would, very you would see, interesting. Like you would be doing your work, type, 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 and it's like, oh, there's Salma Hayek, or there's Scott Speedman from Felicity. You know. Oh my god. Uh, so it was, it, yeah, those were like the wow big stars. <laughs> but you would also see like, um, you know, Quentin Tarantino's producer like doing going to do coke in the bathroom and you know things like that. Was, yeah. Was the '90s guys? Yeah, it was just 90s what was going Hollywood. on. The '90s in Hollywood. So uh, yeah. Yeah, so I moved home, and it was another traumatic year. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you kind of feel like a failure. Totally. Yeah, that sucks. And you get into depression, into depression and stuff, and I'm revisiting that depression this year. Uh, oh God, wow. Um, yeah, you just go through like little stages where you're kind of having an existential crisis. Yeah. Where you're like, feel yeah. like you're outside of your body, just yeah. like looking at yourself. And, and, you're like, Ugh, and they've happened on the nines for me. <laughs> that makes sense though like yeah. i was yeah. born in 90 mm -hmm. so every time there's a new decade then i'm also about to start like oh, a new right. decade. oh right like, oh so yes. i'm about to be 30 so yeah. then it's like oh like yeah i'm always like focusing on that kind of stuff yeah. yeah turning 30 was good for me though was it good for you it was good for me yeah yes 30 was good for me i had a 29 was a 29 was a dark birthday yeah yeah and it's another nine yeah there you i gotta go. have my fucking is that numerology, astrology? I gotta have my nines checked. You got okay. it. Okay, we'll yeah, see what's we'll up. We'll do that after. We'll do that after. But yeah, my 29th birthday was like blackout. Really? Yeah, but 30s, 30 was great, and my my great. 30s as a general decade were terrific. Yeah, and I, I felt great. Yeah, and I felt like I settled into like, myself ooh. more. Right. And I learned more of what I w was willing to do and not willing to do. It was an education. Yeah. And then. So I think the th the 30s were like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I like this. And then the 40s were like, fuck that. I'm not doing it so far. Oh, you know that's what I mean? good, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm more willing to just be like, no. Yeah. I don't took like me, It took me 40 years to say no to stuff. You yeah, know? you got to learn something. You got to learn something. There's a lot of power time. in saying no. It's really? amazing. It feels really good not it's doing amazing. things that you don't want to do. Yeah. That's yeah. what Oprah says. That's what Oprah says. Mm -hmm. You just settle into yourself. Oh, yeah. It's all you got. Yeah. And Literally. Literally. I think it was any person who's ever given me like those simple words of advice, like don't say yes to things unless they like make you happy. Like yeah, I'll always joy. remember yeah. Oprah's description of that 
thought process and like joe hingleberg one time told me like Blessing. don't perform with people that don't bring you joy yes and yeah, i was you just feel like it in your clock gut. that yep. e- even though it's like oh i should have known that. i guess That's i'll go do thought. it so these yeah. people won't be mad at me exactly. or i don't have to have a conversation yeah or this will lead me to this instead right. it's like no perform with people who bring you joy and yeah. then you will it show joy to everybody it took me a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. of just doing things yeah <laughs> Well, reluctantly yeah but that's like you know, part of life that's well, life I was lucky enough to have Oprah Winfrey and yeah. Joe Engelberg yeah. yeah I feel like I've just been paying <laughs> a lot he's more attention to uh, he's how I feel yeah. about something and then that I use that to guide myself yeah it's like yeah. if my gut is like eh, this feels kind of like it. something that you're gonna be mad at yourself yes later on for doing it's that I'm like so I don't wanna simple, do that and it's such a fucking cliche but right. it is true yeah, you, you are having those feelings for a reason. Yeah, hesitation for me around thinking about something is usually my general key of if I'm going to do that right. or not. And that's what, yeah, maybe is no. Right. That, maybe you'll feel better if you just talk it out a little yeah. bit. And yeah. Yeah. Get it out of your system. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's very valuable. But that's what I, that's what I give advice to uh, friends of mine who are still out there dating, too. It's like mixed, mixed messages. No. It's a no. Move yeah, on. and that's a hard place. It's to hard to, to be. I mean, it's hard. To, I've been there. It's hard to live it, but it's also like protect yourself. Yeah. Move on. Yep. Yeah. I've only. I've so become like, Oprah. Also. A couple days you ago was my two year mark of being single, and I was remembering like in the beginning, I I I know when like something's not a good match, yeah. but like in my dumb mind, I'm like, but like maybe yeah. I can make it match because yeah. I'm thinking all these like yeah future plans and stuff. But mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm back at a place where I'm like, no, nope, right. if it feels crappy, if I feel like this yeah. guy is full of shit or trying to gaslight right. me, uh, no. It's yeah. not a breakthrough. It's not a breakthrough of like, we're not the first people to say this, right, obviously, right, but right. it's like, it's true. Yeah. Just live by it. I feel like growing Joy. up, I always made things harder for myself than totally. they needed to yes, be. I was too. always that person. Um, because I was very like naive yeah. growing up and <laughs> still fucking still am. am. Um, but yeah, so like with... A lot of things, the one thing that turning like 25 did bring me was like reassurance that um, good things or things that really are supposed to happen in your life or that are supposed to be like monumental happen a lot easier. And if it's not easy, it's not meant to, it's not meant to be. Right. So like finding the right place to live, finding, uh, you know, the right people to be friends with. And I very much so feel that way about like a significant other. Mm -hmm. I will not play games or bullshit. It should be easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have never been the kind of person who's like, I have to have a significant other. Because I was raised by like strong ass Irish Catholic ladies who were just like, you will not be taken advantage of. Right. And don't get me wrong, you still are naive and you still go through moments where you let people walk all over you and you don't notice it. But for the most part, I'm not going to get into a four year relationship and realize, oh, I've been ignoring warning signs this whole time like i'm i'm it's gonna it's gonna work out yeah 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 don't be making a bunch of excuses for other people they don't fit they don't fit listen that little listen that little flutter that little voice a little voice that little that little sprite inside you absolutely (laughs) we'll see it yeah what a crazy time what a crazy time and this leads us directly into my i'm i'm running this podcast now i guess you're kind of in charge now oh my yeah. god uh yeah my the adult, last one adulthood sage. is this sage yeah. yeah the sage so as i inferred 2019 was a real real piece of shit yeah 
Well, you can let what us happens? know as much or as little as you'd like. So I got laid off. Um, okay. I found out right before Christmas 2018. Oh, what a horrible Ooh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we days before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And we found out that we like we had lost some business at my work. I'm in advertising and we okay. found out we had lost some business uh because um uh, like an industry press had gotten the scoop. Like the clients were keeping it a secret. Like they were gonna tell us after Christmas oh, and then the ad uh, week got a scoop. Because I was like, that's kind of like horrible. Wait until right. after Christmas no, to they, fire they were going somebody. to and then you know those, you know, Dog eat dog journalists set ad week. Yeah, had to expose it, you know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we got laid off. My last day was February fifteenth uh, of twenty nineteen, and it just was a mess. It was a mess. It was poorly handled by the company and by I was in a group of people who were very close, and then it just kind of imploded. And it, uh, the guy who runs the department uh, ran the department. He handled it poorly. There's been a lot of fractured relationships. I um, so then I was jobless for about three months. Okay. And that's I I don't recommend it. No. Yeah. I don't recommend. Probably it. doesn't especially feel very especially good. when you have two children. Yeah. Don't recommend it. Oh my gosh. Um. So it was very, and it's the first time in my life that I have been laid off, and, okay. and it happens. I I understand, and it had very little to do with me, but it's hard to not. Hard to not take it personally and to right. wonder right, why, because right. some people got to keep their jobs and some people didn't, and you know, then it's like, well, why me? Why I yeah, was? Yeah, instead of like the yeah. whole team being laid off and then right, right. And not it that was, that would make it a lot better. No, but it wouldn't make it better. Kind of exactly. going through a mind fuck, right? Yeah. And you just get in a hole and like you, I, I just sitting alone, you know, that <laughs> did not help mm-hmm. for for months. I I, I kind and it of, was during the winter, you said, and it was during the winter. Rough. It was I, I from February to. April that I didn't work. Okay. The darkest months. Yeah, of the Michigan. most depressing yeah. time. Of yes. Year. Um, I clung to if you if you if you follow me on Twitter at I Brian do. Mark. So I clung to the fact that I didn't want to spend any money. And when I I know about myself, when I am depressed, I want to buy things to make myself happier. America. Um, I just <laughs> consumerism. Consumerism. So I just I decided to I owned a lot of movies. Uh, DVDs and Blu-rays and I decided to go through all of them watch them in alphabetical order because I keep them in alphabetical order and I so I decided to watch all of them these hundreds of movies in alphabetical order and then tweet about each of them yes and it ended up it ended up becoming a compulsion like I every spare moment I had I was watching a movie or just like gazing at my (laughs) DVDs (laughs) and then I would start selling them like we had a garage sale or I would sell them on eBay there's an app called declutter you can scan the barcode and it'll tell you how much money they'll give you for them and stuff Um, and it just became this like it was my own therapy I guess at that point I'm in therapy now but I wasn't at that point and I just I just I just lost myself in it and it was good to go back to think about why I bought this movie or the first time I saw this movie and it just brought up a lot of shit. It just yeah. <laughs> good and bad, right. I think. Like it helped me contextualize a lot of things and like because the the sort of the last decade of my life since I met my wife and we've had kids has if on fast forward, like you don't I didn't really take a lot of time. And before that, like I was improvising and acting every spare moment that I had. So there was not a lot of introspection, you know? Right. So it was a hard stop for me and I'm just sort of coming out of it. Um, but it was, it was, it was dark cause you get to the point where like I've been laid off and I, I, my, in my old insecurities came back and it's just right. like, I'm not good. I don't 
want to be in advertising my whole life. It's not fulfilling to me. Um, I'd rather make a living as an actor, but that's difficult to do. Sure. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, Even though you're very good at it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I just, it's just, and I didn't know, I didn't know where to begin. And like there was months where at, at the beginning of the year, like most places aren't hiring anybody anyway. It takes a while. Um, and so, but I was like sending out resumes and calling people and networking. I didn't put anything. And that was another v vulnerable moment for me because I, I wasn't telling anybody what I was going through. I wasn't reaching out. That's kind of what I do. I just sort of fold into myself yeah. and then don't speak to anyone and then wonder why no one's speaking to me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then convince yourself the yeah. whole world hates you. Exactly. And it's like, oh, no, oh I just wait, I've just pulled away from everybody and everything. Yeah. And I just wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't getting a job. I was alone most of the time. Being with my wife and kids was a joy and it got me through very dark times and but those times when i was in my house alone but your individual self my needs individual to feel self needed some yeah, work yeah and it was just getting to the point where like i i'm 42 years old i've been doing what i do for it will be 20 years this summer writing and it's uh, it was a lot and it was just like do i want to still do this why am I doing this? <laughs> All those old questions. Right. And it's just like, you yeah, know, nothing but time to think have about I wasted stuff. my time, you know, and it just, it just gets you it, 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 like, I, I'm just in a hole. Like that's, yeah. the, that's the way I've been describing what it. Do I just don't feel like I'm at my best right now. Yeah. What do you think has helped you kind of climb out of this hole? You think therapy? So the first step, yes, therapy, I didn't start therapy until December, until December but your previous podcast guest, Amber Hunt, I had a conversation. I was having lunch with her and some folks. And I was just so hesitant to even, because I put so very little of my actual emotional self on social media that I was hesitant to say like, hey, I don't have a job. I need help. Yeah. Does anybody have any leads? Yes. And I did that at Amber's suggestion and there was probably like why the fuck aren't you doing that like you know because right. people are super receptive to that kind of thing people are receptive everyone to gets it. laid off everyone yes. knows yeah. what that's like but you just convince yourself that you're worthless and that and I, you also I, it's like embarrassing have, you and it's shame over what other people know right. exactly like for me personally I wouldn't want to tell people even though I know it would probably be beneficial it's like then everyone's going to be asking me questions yeah and I'm going to be right. like Ugh. right and it's well, like well and society took like that cultural shift now where you can be more open with that stuff online exactly and you can take it not advantage of but you can take advantage of those opportunities yes. to reach out to your friends and there was and shame network. for me too right. like even though I had no control over it well, this was your first time being and laid And it was off, my first time too, being right? laid off. I was deeply ashamed. I was deeply ashamed. And you want to feel like you can do it on your own. And I want to feel like I can do it on my own. Yeah. I feel like before I posted online that I needed help, like there was one day where I was just like venting to Krista and it was just like, I think I said something to the effect of, I have been good and nice for 20 years. Where is everybody? <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. But it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't actually putting anything out there. Yeah. I wasn't really like doing anything. So, but I did post that day. I had lunch with Amber. Thank you, Amber, for inspiring me. But I posted that day and people just came out of the woodwork. And a lot of the opportunities were like not right for me, of course, but it was just like, it was just so. A nice reassurance. It was so, I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now, but it was deeply 
I don't know. I don't. I'm at a loss for heartwarming. Just yeah. to just to feel that community behind you. Yeah. And you it just was support. like have some support. And it just like out of nowhere, one of the first people that wrote to me was my realtor, and he, and he was like, "I'll train you. Come talk to me." Like, and I was like, "Maybe." Yeah. You know, maybe. And just thinking about opportunities, and there was all sorts of things and people in your yeah. corner that you wouldn't expect like improv students that I had right. eight years ago. Like yeah. what, what is this exactly? Like a lot of people just not even just commenting on the post or like wishing me the best, but like sending me a message like, okay, what is it you do? What is it you're looking for? Yeah, How I can anybody? I help you? And yeah. it was really amazing to experience that I wasn't alone in that way. Yeah. And that was kind of the first step of getting out of it. And I've been freelancing since then going from, from gig to gig writing and um, but that was kind of the first step. So that was like right. early April. And it took me a while because I pulled away from everything. Like I've just I've been depressed. I, I am depressed. And like I was working with the Ringwald for a couple seasons and I pulled away from them. And I, you know, I, everything from improv, from acting. I also didn't get anything this year. Like I auditioned and I didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that so was like another, you can't help like all of my shitty. careers. Yes, I couldn't feel, I feel I felt like, like I need I have, a win. I have Please. failed at everything this right. year yeah. except for being a dad. Uh, which has been a great joy. Right. Um, but it also it has gotten, it has affected me. Like there have been times where my depression was affecting how I was parenting. And I think I said it earlier, like about yeah. being an adult and dealing with kids. Sometimes you snap and you use the energy incorrectly. Oh, and, right. And it's like, there was a time where like uh, my son was hitting me just cause he's two <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't, and he's a very shy, gentle kid and he's very kind but so he was lashing out and he was doing it somewhere where that was comfortable to him and he was slapping me in the face. But that doesn't feel great. Right. No. Especially <laughs> when you're feeling like no one is seeing you or hearing you and you're worthless. Even a two-year-old's hitting me. And yeah. even a two-year-old, even the, two, even the person I love most in the world, uh-huh. uh, tied, tied three-way, is like hitting me. So, yeah. it, But then it was like, you know, and I had a conversation with my wife and I was like, I think I'm too angry. I think this is too much. And she's like, yes, I've noticed uh, that you've been using your anger. You know, you've been getting more angry. And it's just like, I have to fucking stop this and I have to get myself right. And I'm still on that path. Right. You know, and I'm, yeah. com- I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. 2020. 2020 is your year, Brian. Life yeah. is a pendulum. Life is a truly, pendulum. It just goes back and yeah. forth. And I'm not my best self right now. So I'm sorry. I just don't feel like... I don't feel very social. I don't. I haven't yeah. been socializing very much. It's more, it's been more difficult, and I've had to embrace the fact that my depression and anxiety are kind of a. They're not. It's not. It's a wall up, you know, and it's right. not. I'm protecting myself at this point, and that's why I've pulled away because I, like you said, I didn't want. I'm now on a podcast talking about it, but like I didn't want to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, about for sure. it. Right, and I didn't want to make myself vulnerable in that way you know yeah well it seems like you're slowly but surely taking that wall down though i am you know? a little bit and the more you open yourself up you realize that you're getting opportunities not only um you know like work wise but like friendship wise yeah. and relationship wise so yeah maybe this will help you come out of your skin a little bit more i hope too. so i hope yeah. so like it took me a while to find a therapist because and this should be That's the hardest it's hard thing in the and world. it should be it should like. be mad. so there was a couple places where like even it felt like a lot just to call and talk to somebody and say i need to go to therapy so a couple times like i did the online like submission of like hey write me back one place just never got back to me which feels like 
should be against right. therapeutic I law. I think you should always have to reach back. <laughs> like someone has is needs help. You yeah, should yeah, probably you should get back to this person. Do you think you person. found like a good person now? I do. Okay. Yes, I feel very connected to my therapist. Good, good. Well, I will take recommendations. Yeah, yeah I think I could definitely. Yeah. I have like a list. I think it's still on my phone of reminders yeah. and stuff. It's like I need to find it. And I yes. hadn't. And I hadn't been to therapy since I, I. I went for a few years in college and then bridged after I moved back from LA. And then my therapist retired, and I. Okay. I stopped for a while. It was good. It was in yeah. a good place. I had found acting, and so like acting was my therapy, my joy. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, at this point, and it's just like watching those movies and revisiting the path I've been on for the last 42 years, because as I mentioned, movies have been so important to me since I was a little kid, um, that it just was like, it, it was they great. It like they're your defense mechanism. It's my defense mechanism. Yeah. It's what I do when I have a moment to myself. I go to the movies. Like, yeah, I go to the movies by myself constantly. Do you think that, just an observation, do you think though that they sometimes could be like not the best thing for you because they remind you of other hard times throughout your life? Yes, 100%. They, because like you said, it's a defense mechanism. I remember like in college being so shy and so awkward and not really finding a community and finding friends where I would just, instead of trying to engage with someone or grow or like if I had a crush on somebody, if uh, not pursuing that, I would just spend every Friday and Saturday night at the movies. Right. You know, and it's just yeah. like it's been a great joy to me, but it it has also been a curse. Hit a curse, yeah, because I know a lot about movies and I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world, and I would never give that time back. But no. I also like didn't date as much as I right. probably should have. Had, well, that's, you know? that's music for me. Uh, yeah, I know that if I'm listening to 19 by Adele too much, oh, that boy. I need to Dude. talk to some people. I know, you know? I know. Yeah. Like if you catch me on Spotify listening to too much Fiona Apple or too much reach out too to much Amy Mann yeah. specifically to yeah. also like ooh you bet you best check on your boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's good to just like sit in those feelings yeah. and be like, yeah, yeah. this brings Absolutely. me to a certain yeah. place like when i watch movies that i haven't watched in a while it definitely brings me back to that place that i was when i watched it but then sometimes it's a fun experience because it's like i'm looking at this through different lenses now. And it's right i'm a little bit older and i'm appreciating this movie on a different level yeah. than it was before and there would be things like i would be so shy a lot of my life and a, a people pleaser and like you know that old shit where if someone is talking about a movie like you pretend you've seen it I, I mean, at least I did. Like, I would pretend that I've seen it. And I've heard this is common from other friends that I have. But, like, I would pretend I've seen it and then, like, go watch it after. Right. Or, like, never watch it. and But, like, yeah. kind of know enough to talk about it. Or, like, you know, rewatching everything. Like, why did I buy this? Was I buying this to impress this person in my life? Yeah. You know? And it's just, like, to watch it and then, like, either keep it and cherish it or throw it in the fucking garbage was great. It was yeah. so. If you do, very, if you want uh, what's to her see name? Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo, <laughs> and I've never seen that show, but it's very. Show. It it was very. It was speaking to me because a lot of people, as I was doing this, were like, "Are you Marie Kondoing this right now?" And I, yes. I, I well, answers, on that yes. topic, I don't know what that is. What that means? So She's it, that yeah. tidying up show where it's like you oh, okay, clean your yeah, house yeah, yeah. out okay. and yeah. organize everything. Yeah. And it was like what you're talking about with your life. Like, if you look at this, does it spark joy? Is her phrase. Yeah. And you keep it or get rid of it. Yeah. It's like the same department of, should I be doing this show or whatever? Right. And so in the end, I had hundreds of movies and I kept 74. 
Because some of them were just like old ass DVDs of movies I still love, but like I don't have the Blu-ray yet, and I might. But a lot, but I kept seventy-four movies, and it felt it feels so good to just purge that way, and it feels like I got closer to understanding myself. (laughs) Yeah, and And you're never gonna be done learning about yourself. Exactly, dude. We never doesn't stop. We never. It doesn't stop. I mean, that's part of being a sage. Yeah, that's right. We're in our we're saging. <laughs> well, I remember this was actually like a hard thing for me to hear one time, but it was very formative for me. And this was in the last like five years. One of my cousins said that, and like this wasn't said in a way like that I, that I needed to worry about her well being, but it was said in a way where she was ultimately coming to the realization that you constantly have to be working on yourself and feeling tired about that. And she was very young when she said it to me. And I was just like, wow, that can be like a really like life shattering or like moment. But it's also like, think about it. You get to work on yourself forever. It's a, it's a privilege. It could be, it could be a privilege. You're done. You're not like people who are like, "Uh, I thought I was done with that in my twenties. Like, I think you're an idiot. Well, something new is going to, and right now you can never know everything. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And like right this very second, I can say I'm not spiraling. So that's like a enlightening thought. Yeah. But if you would have asked me in the month of December, I would have been like, I have to keep working on myself. (laughs) Yeah. 94 years old yeah uh but yeah it's it's just it's it's insane to think about like mental health as a concept yeah you know like it is and it it, having just been freshly back to therapy and the new new bloom of therapeutic relationship just it's really helping like because sometimes i go in there and it's like I want to talk about this today and it's very like laser focused and then sometimes it's like fuck I don't, I don't fuck 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 and it's you like this strand and this up, strand maybe. and this strand yeah. and it's like I'm all over the fucking place and it just helps you like you're saying it gain perspective and I'm I'm learning again like oh this is not this is me being anxious or like this is my anxiety affecting yeah. how I actually feel about things Do you, you know this is just like a recommendation for you or anyone else use it or lose it I don't care mm-hmm. um, but I started carrying around like just a tiny little notebook like mm-hmm. in my purse or whatever you carry around with you and throughout the week like things that really like were gonna throw me down a spiral I just jot that down like yeah. not how I was feeling necessarily just like remember that this is making you sad on Tuesday because you're not meeting with your therapist until next Wednesday yeah. and you don't want to get there and not have anything like to talk, to about, talk about because that is mm-hmm. your moment right you know? right and sometimes it wasn't even that I'd get there and feel like I didn't have anything to talk about I'd be all over the fucking place yeah and I wouldn't I wouldn't know necessarily what to bring up yeah you know exactly and that was just like a nice little like thing and i'd be able to check things off like okay i've straightened that out in my yeah. mind you know like yeah whatever it's yeah, just it's a nice it. little mm-hmm. tool that worked for me it, yeah. it's nothing elaborate it's just yeah yes i've been framing it as step one because i have a tendency to like get buried and especially this year like i keep using the metaphor of a hole like but it's like what do you need to do to get out of that hole? Like maybe there's 20 fucking steps and it's really overwhelming, but it's just, what do you do first? Yeah. And it's what do you do first? And that's been really calming me down. Like yeah. what action can I take right now to to the stop why. this? Okay. So you're a big movie fan. They, aren't they coming out with the uh, Academy Award nominations? In the week? morning. They rarely get it right. In my opinion, yeah, I would agree. Um, but it's so fun. It's so fun to think about and talk about. But I will be up in the morning. Um, Do you have any predictions? Um, 
yes. I mean, did you watch the Globes? I watched the Globes. White. The Globes were very white guys. They better get their shit together. I was together. waiting and for a person of too color many men. I'm hoping and too many men. Camera. I'm I'm hoping that Lupita Nyong'o gets nominated. Us was great. For she us? was amazing in it. Yeah, I didn't love all of Us, but I you really hope I no. I thought I it loved us. I loved most of it, and then I thought it ex- tried to explain too much. It tried Near to explain too much. Yeah, like about the the world and like what was happening. I, I don't know. It was a minor quibble because it's pretty awesome. But I hope Lupita Nyong'o gets nominated because she's fucking Do you think tremendous. Aquafina will be nominated? Did you I, watch The Farewell? I, well, I love The Farewell. I would be totally uh, happy That was if my she gets only nominated. happy moment during the Globes was when yeah. Aquafina won. That and was I great, cried. It was a great one. That movie... I, yeah, I feel like she looks farewell was so, so good. good. Yeah, so good. Caitlin texted me I yesterday. Did. She watched it. And loved did she? It. I, so my wife and I went to Little Women. I still have to see that. And it is. I want to see that. Song. I've never I read the book. I, I, I did yeah. not read the book. I had not seen a previous movie version. Me I no no. Brian, I, will you promise me right now the that Winona we'll Rider watch one. the Winona, watch I, it with me? Because I'm a Winona, <laughs> Winona forever for me. It, yeah, so okay. but I've never seen it. We'll watch that on one Let's of our it. Friday ones. Let's do it when we're not watching Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch that. Uh, but I didn't know any. I mean, I knew a little bit about the story, but like it fucking blew me away, and yeah. I was sobbing within ten minutes. Like, Greta Thunberg is the show Greta Gerwig. Have, what the who's Greta, Greta Thunberg? She's the uh, she's, she's the, the little, uh, um, yeah environmental, environmental activist. Uh, Lots of Greta too. Right? It's great to be a Greta. It's great to be Greta. Greta Gerwig is the she's fuck. I think she's tremendously talented. So I hope Little Women because it did not do well at previous awards and it didn't get nominated a lot. So I'm hoping there's some Little Women love. Did you watch the thing where her partner wrote and directed Noah Baumbach? Mm-hmm. So she like went to the Golden Globes to support him, yes. and so she was like the first. She was the first. She was like two hours early. <laughs> There's pictures great. of her just like <laughs> she, the only A-lister ate, sitting at a table. She by ate herself. everyone's soup. Yep, because they, they were taking the food You're away. Get rid of it. She's like, you I have to get there the early soup. to eat, and they oh, were taking. So that. she ate a lot of the soup. But I think she's great. I I have a, I loved the Irishman. Which okay. I I can I'm hot or cold on Scorsese, but I went to see it in the theater because I knew. You that I wouldn't fucking make attention. it. I honestly, if I would have saw it in the theaters, I bet you I'd have loved it. I watched it at home and yeah. I took a lot of naps. I get. I. I. Isn't I it kind of crazy it. that nowadays, like the allure of going to the theater is like I am forced to not it's look at my phone. For me. Yeah. It's I'm such paying, a treat. I'm paying $17 yeah. to it's pay such a attention. Treat. I feel like for and a while sitting, there it was out going yeah. to the movies. I just couldn't do it. But now I'm like back yeah. in a full swing. But I had such a great experience for those three and a half hours. I didn't pee. I, it was great. And I loved it. I loved it. I yeah. didn't. I'm very. I didn't like Jojo Rabbit very much. Okay. I, um, see that. I feel like that's going to get a lot of nominations. I in fact walked out of that. that but so it's a movie uh, about uh, where Hitler is a boy's imaginary friend. Oh, I did. And it's see a comedy. A for that. It's a comedy, but I didn't find it very funny. So it just it kind of lost me. Okay. Um, what about yeah. Rita? Uh, Re- <laughs> Rita Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Was she got in it. Yeah. No. She wasn't good in Cats no. either. No. Mm. You saw Cats? I saw Cats with oh. Mary Beth. We saw wow. it for free before it came out. And this lady, who I think must have worked for Cats, like yelled at everyone before the film. And she was like, <laughs> she if works anyone for Cats. If any, if anyone has, <laughs> she's employed by Cats. She's a cat lady. That's what Mary Beth said, like right before the thing. She's like, I think she's a cat. But um, she yelled at everyone to turn off their phone. She's like, just enjoy a movie well, for they knew two hours of your life. Yeah. So I actually loved Cats when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I saw the show, like, on stage, I had a VHS. I had all of it. The yeah. soundtrack. Hadn't listened to it in 20 years. I saw the movie. I was stoned out of my mind. Yeah. So I had a great time. I think that's where you have to be. You, it's a very. That's the space. You it's have not to live a good in. movie, uh-huh. but it's a fun movie. I'm gonna. I will watch it stoned in my yeah. house. I will do that. Okay. 
I will do that. I recommend that. I promise you. I promise you here and now. But I didn't look at my phone at all. I was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty nice experience to just focus on the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Right. So I'm hoping for a lot of little women love in the morning. I loved Parasite. I need I to see that see too. That. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And you know what? I'll take the heat Say in the it. comments. Say it. Uh, I thought Parasite was going to be like, uh, I don't know, like a sci-fi oh, movie. Oh, so you uh-huh. didn't see it? No. Oh. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be like a sci-fi movie. Well, it's so like I was a just like, social commentary film, yeah. right? I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. And I, when I was watching the Globes, they like did like a... a you know, like a little trailer a summary? over it yeah. because it was nominated. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is not at all what, what I, thought I thought it was going to be about. Now I'm very interested yeah. in Parasite. It, it's not, it, it goes lots of different places and I'm very, it's, it's so fucking good. Every frame yeah, is no a one fucking spoiled it gorgeous for me, but painting. I'm so intrigued to yeah. watch. Yeah, I, Try, really I won't that. talk about it anymore. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about movies. We've talked uh-huh. a lot about vulnerability. Oh God, what's next? Um, do you have any niche quiche you're thinking about these days? Yeah, Anything? I have a lot of niche quiches. Okay. Um, Hit us with some. Pull them out of the oven. What well, I got? had thought about talking about Below Deck as my niche quiche, but we already t- we already We've covered already that. Um, so I'm I'm in a place where I've been trying a lot of different colognes. Are you a part of that like and monthly subscription? I'm not, but Joe is. He was telling me about that. But I've I've bounced around a lot, and I've I, it's just been taking me new places because I had been you know wearing the same. Little spritzes. I only I like to do just a little. Just a little bit on your. Just ass. a little bit. Okay. And um, what is your brand? What's your brand? Right now, I'm in love with a company called it's D S. So initials. It's two people. So it's D S and Durga. D U R G A. And okay, I've never heard of that. I had neither, and I it was. How did I hear about it? Oh, it was in the store Raylan Anchor in Royal Oak. They have some, and I smelled it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And Raylan Anchor sounds like a man store. It's like a, yeah, they have a little bit of everything. There's like a gift store. They're like, the, the, these, scents are, these scents are unisex. Okay. Uh, gender neutral, uh, and they are amazing. But I've been finding out like more about like the specific ingredients that I like. Oh, okay. Like, like what? The tone, yeah, because the there are things that were like, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, oh, I like this one, and then it's like, oh, this one is similar. Why well, like it? And it's like, you learn what vetiver is, or you know, I, know I had to learn what vetiver is. I guess like it's a Does that grass. Come out of an animal? No. Okay. It's gra- It's like a grass that's native to like India, but it's used in a lot of perfumes and colognes. I'm burping in the middle of this. Okay. Very You're getting really emotional yeah. talking about vetiver. Listen. But it's like this fragrant grass that's used in a lot of... I learned about it. Learned about vetiver. That. And I guess I like the scent of... I don't know how to say it. I think it's bergamot. I, but I don't know if the T is silent or not. Okay. But that's another thing that's like... Ooh. So I'm just learning a little bit yeah. about... Is it like earthy? Do you like it's, earthy It's kind of citrusy. citrusy. I like. Okay. I, I like. I guess I like citrusy things. And okay. like I have things that are based in cedar. Okay. I like cedar things yeah. a lot. There's nice. a couple good ones at Target. The Goodfellow brand that I uh, I got a little sample kit for Father's Day that's like four little bits. Yeah. And uh, they've got some good stuff. So you're like okay. figuring out what you like and what you don't yeah, like. Yeah, it's a very transitional scent and they, time. Like, I bet you there uh, could also be like a service where you make your own. I, they're, oh, they're, like are, there are. I get that you just because that you like. Just based on the fact that I'm saying this out loud right now, our phones are probably listening to us and we will get service on Instagram. Clone. But yes, there's a lot of things like since I have been buying more colognes like i get a lot of that shit where it's like mix these or like they'll ask you like what kinds of clothes you like to wear what's your favorite type of upholstery like that kind of shit yeah and then they'll make you a signature or like a a specific one since i've had uh, since i've had this new one called italian citrus like everywhere people are like what 
what is this? And there's no better feeling what? in the world. And it's across the spectrum, men, women, everything. It's like, what were you wearing? Yeah. I need to remark about this, <laughs> then you which know. has been a which has been a very because I felt like a piece of shit all year. So it's a very nice. You're little, like, I need this. Yeah. Some, I deserve this because yeah, is, this is important. I'll yeah. be bougie for a second. I and think we need to demand take you compliments. To a make your own cologne bar. <laughs> I would love it. I would, dude. And I would that love it. That should be something we do. Yeah. Yeah. This has been fun, and Brian, we've learned so. It's much It's been about wonderful. You. I, it felt like an extension of my therapy, so yeah. I appreciate this. Thanks yeah. Do you feel good? I feel really good. I feel like I'm on the upswing, and. Uh, and it's just I, good to remember these things. Yeah, it's like and you if have you're your listening, bad places yeah. so that the good places feel good. Yeah, and if there's well, anybody out there yourself. that I haven't talked to in the last year, I'm very sorry, and it's not. I think well, that's so good. Stop <laughs> yourself right there. Do not apologize, apologize for being sad or for being a human. anything like that. That's right. You're right. Yeah. I don't have to apologize because we just we have these rebuilding years no, sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, you're still the same person. It's still me. No, I can same guarantee OG. that Brian Lark is still the loveliest person I know. I try. I love you. Love you're you. great. Thank, Thank you, you guys. for coming on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you just got my voice to go up, which means I'm all actually very happy. Yes. Good. Good. Well, well, with that, we'll see you later. Bye, Chuck. Bye. Bye.